Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This is episode number 196, and if you didn't know it, I'm your host, Jason Wright. I'm also the founder and CEO of Intentionally Inspirational. And if you didn't know that already, uh, what we do is we help entrepreneurs and small businesses simplify their sales funnel while skyrocketing their results. You will be relieved to know we always do this in a language that people understand as well. All right, let's talk about the podcast. In today's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Krista Ripma, who is the co-founder of an awesome company called Authentic Audience. And I'm excited to get into that with you. But before we get into today's episode, let me quickly tell you about today's sponsor. If you've got Active Campaign and you don't have the time to learn how to use it properly, you don't have the patience to put in the time to learn how to use it properly, or anything around that, you may be interested to know that there is an agency specific for Active Campaign. If you're curious in checking that out, you can go to explore-the-agency.com and get more information. And yes, that is one of my services in a piece of my company, but it's very, very specific as you see. All right, now let's jump into today's podcast with my very special guest, Krista Ritma. What's happening, everybody? Jason right here with another great guest. Uh, this week, I've got Krista Ritma with me. Let me tell you what I know about her. She's a co-founder of an awesome digital marketing agency called Authentic Audience. I like that. She is a marketing coach, a launch strategist, and also a podcast host of a podcast called Authentic Audience. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. No problem at all. How's that for a fancy intro? I love it. Hope you brought your sense of humor. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So I'm always fascinated about the first piece of this, and I'd love to hear your journey uh, kind of from wherever you were to wherever you are now in your business. Yeah, it's a funny time. It's an interesting time to be asking that question. Um, I think a lot of businesses are pivoting and um, just trying to make the most of and understand how to proceed um, given the state of the world um, that we are living in right now. Um, Sans pandemic, um, before this all happened, Well, actually not a whole lot has changed because digital marketing, the beauty of this pandemic is everybody wants to take their work online. Um, So we've been sort of busier than ever trying to get resources out and help people to understand the different platforms and their different options. And I think a huge part of what we do is actually just help people have the right tools. Um, If you don't have the tools, you can't really do much. So um, we were founded three years ago, my husband and I, uh, he was not my husband at the time, but um, I had been doing sort of like brand marketing. I had worked with really big brands. I worked in uh, Los Angeles and TV and film production. My background is in film and storytelling and, I, and communication. So to me, marketing is just great storytelling. And when you can put visual to that, it's just um, so fun. So I had been doing brands, marketing, consulting just on my own. And my husband, uh, who was in a tech startup at the time, 
he was like, you've really got something here. Like he was watching the way I was sort of transforming these businesses and these brands. And he decided to quit his job and join me. Um, so together, you know, before it was just sort of, it wasn't a real business, but I was making a difference and he made it a real business. He brought operations, he brought all those things that as a creative and strategist, I just wasn't thinking about spreadsheets, budgets, all that really boring stuff, but really, really, <laughs> really crucial to making a business run. So uh, we started three years ago, Authentic Audience, and we work primarily with healers, uh, artists, musicians, um, entrepreneurs, a lot of female entrepreneurs um, in the spiritual world. And it's a big world now, that industry, the yoga, health and wellness industry. So that's really what we specialize in. But I like to say anybody that's doing good work is my client. Anybody that's excited and passionate about what they're doing and helping other people, whether it's with an app or a service, um, gets me really excited. So it's been three years. Um, we've evolved a lot. As you know, digital marketing is changing every day. So um, what's cutting edge today is old news tomorrow. So constantly pivoting, constantly evolving, but full service digital marketing, um, everything from Facebook and Instagram ads to content um, and everything in between. So that's, that's who we are. And um, my whole shtick, my whole mission is marketing can and should be honest. And that when you are honest and you are authentic, that's what actually sells. And, um, and gets those loyal and long-term customers. So yeah, that's Beautiful. the journey. I love that because you've heard this. It always bothers me to the core when people are like, oh, sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. And they say, you know what I mean? And I'm like, no, I don't. No idea. Because that's not what I do. I have no interest in misrepresenting myself because how do you sleep at night? You know what I mean? So people are like, what do I, you know, what do I do if I don't have anything to, to show or to showcase, just document your journey. Cause there's always somebody else who's going through the same thing. So, um, I love it. It's powerful. It's important, but so many people are just resistant to that authenticity online. That's what I love about video. That's what I love about what we're doing. Cause people can watch us and say, do I think these two are full of crap? Do I believe, yeah. do they yeah. seem like they know what they're talking about? And it's powerful because you and I are making ourselves vulnerable, which is a great strategy to, to build that trust and attract that right audience. Well, especially if that's what we're going to ask of our clients, right? So if yep. we're going to ask our clients to be vulnerable and get in front of the camera, I think, you know, walking the talk is the best way to do that. So that's what we try and do in our business. But you touched on something important, which is resistance. Mm -hmm. And I think that is actually what I really do. Um, you know, marketing strategies are fantastic and a sales funnel is amazing, especially one that converts. Um, but the resistance coaching, you know, I'm like masking this resistance coaching as marketing coaching, but the mindset yep. to put yourself out there to ask for the sale, to recognize that if you don't make the sale, you're doing a disservice to the person and, you know, really believing in yourself and your product and your service is most of what I do, helping people get that mindset. Because if at the end of the day, like we'll have a killer strategy, we can drive sales, we can drive traffic. But if you're doubtful, if, if you're in fear, if your resistance is kicking on, then it's really, really hard to flow. Absolutely. You know, my favorite question to ask people is what's the worst thing that can happen? <laughs> Seriously. Like, it's not like you're going to die if this doesn't work out well. What's the worst thing if you put yourself out there? If people stop and think about it, they're like, 
people will judge me. And I said, they're going to judge you anyway. Welcome to yeah. planet earth. That's how yeah. people roll. So we live in a call out <laughs> culture and, and people just, you know, I even recently took a break from Instagram because I was finding myself seeking this external validation yeah. always, constantly, constantly. And it gets in the way of the work. It gets in yeah. the way of the, the magic or the flow or whatever it is that, you know, you call that, that flow that you get into that flow state. And when you're yeah. worrying about what other people are doing and what other people think, it's going to take away from your magic and it's also going to make it, you know, so that you can't put things out there as quickly. So I think that external validation is something that I'm dealing with right now, especially in the time that we're in and a lot of my clients are as well. So I'm having a lot of those conversations like what to do right now. Do we run ads right now? Do we do this right now? And it's, it's, um, different for everybody. It's not the same answer. Yep, absolutely. So let me ask you this. Um, in this last three years, this journey with your business, did you ever have a point where you're like, oh crap, this thing might not work? Like we might, we might be in trouble. Did you ever have one of those moments? Um, recently, yes. And I think most, yeah, more recently, you know, and for me, it was actually the opposite where I was so focused on not failing yep. that I didn't realize that we were succeeding. Mm-hmm. like for so long. Yep. It was just how to not fail, how to not fail, how to not fail. And then one day I was like, we're not failing. Like, let's, let's talk about succeeding. And, but yes, we've had that moment where, holy shit. Um, sorry. Can we swear? We can. We okay, great. ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, where it's like, you know, we've created something here that puts a roof over our heads and food on our tables. And we're not, you know, punching and punching out and it comes with, uh, boundaries. It comes with not burning out because at the end of the day, you and I both have key man risk without us, there's no business. So, um, I think all of that puts a lot of pressure on me specifically. Um, my husband is very, um, even keeled, very rational, very grounded, has this outlook on life that I appreciate that I don't have, which is, it's always going to be okay. Um, and I go to worst case. So I'm having those sort of, oh shit moments often. I think when it happens now is because I've hired a team. So it's not just about taking care of myself. You want to take care of those people. It's about taking care of my people. And that is what stresses me out. That's what keeps me up at night. If it didn't stress you out, that'd be kind of scary because then Mm -hmm. you'd be like, do I really care about the people around me? You know? Yeah. Yeah. My wife, Carmen will say, uh, you know, something we talk about a lot in our house is cash flow. We have two businesses and obviously you need cash to pay people. And you need cash flow to make things happen. And cash flow and not making money aren't the same things, as you know. And she'll say, how are we right now with cash flow? My response is always the same. We'll be fine. She hates that. Mm. Because in my mind, I don't have time to worry about worst case scenarios. So mom, if you watch this, you're a person that talks about worst case scenarios. It's your personality. I'm not that way. I heard that my whole life. I saw that they almost never happen and I can't control them anyway. So I don't waste my time worrying about it. I'm like, get me in the chair. Like where I'm sitting now, you get me in the chair and I have conversations. Good things are going to happen. So Mm -hmm. let's not worry about that. Trust me, trust the business, trust the process and let's keep rolling. So we, you know, we complement each other the same way, but I'm i I'm very focused on, um, you know, things uh, are cyclical and it'll work out. So yeah, and I, I, think I guess that's I'm kind so of an optimist, boring. but 
Yeah. Yeah. I, and I would like to think that I'm an optimist, but I think that, you know, that anxiety, similar mother, um, with the worst case scenarios, there's a, do you watch, have you ever watched the Sopranos? We always, we quote in our house with the scenarios, you know, (laughs) it's like, that's my husband's always like saying that to me because that's, it's so real. And I think that that just goes back to this mindset. And when it comes to the business, like it is true, like there is a way to work it out and it's just figuring figuring that out and cash flow is very important especially when you have a team but yep. um what i love about being in business for myself is if you have to take out a, a loan or you have to borrow or you have to you know make these decisions what i'm betting on and risking is myself it's yep. my own work ethic it's my Absolutely. ability to produce and deliver and i know i can do that so yep. Um, you know, during when Corona first started, our biggest client is brick and mortar. Most of the rest of our clients luckily are all online digital businesses, online courses, um, you know, people who have all their services online, but our biggest client was brick and mortar, a chain, and that took a huge hit. And, you know, I just never could have foreseen that. So I think Mm -hmm. what this has done now is just made me realize like you have to be open to pivoting. And also, like you were saying, if you sit in the chair, if you, you know, show up and you do good work, things happen. Mm -hmm. If the intention is right, if your intention is to help other people, if your intention is to be of service in whatever way your gifts allow, doors open. And that is like the money comes in, the money comes out. Especially as a small business, it's like at any point in the day, I'm either getting paid or paying somebody at all times. There's just an exchange of money happening. And so I think to get comfortable with that, um, is a big part of my journey. You know, we're still young in the business, three years old and, um, it's uncomfortable like 90% of the time. Yep. And it, honestly, anytime I feel comfortable, I freak out. So I'm like, oh my God, what am I missing? So yeah, I'm uncomfortable by design most of the time. Because if you're uncomfortable, you're growing. You have no choice, you know? Mm-hmm. So awesome. Yeah. I'm loving this. This is fun. fun. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talk to me and everybody watching, listening a bit about putting authenticity as a key focus of the brand. I think a mistake that a lot of people fall into in this regard is they're like, hey, I got to get paid. So they're focused early on, on, you know, transactional making money. So what do you, what do you say about that? So obviously money is important. It makes our world go round. It's very sacred to me. I think the exchange of money is very sacred. It's, uh, you know, call it woo woo if you want, but to me it's energy and it's just another exchange of that. And so pricing value, getting paid, making money is all really, really, really important. But what I have found, and I actually didn't know this when I started, I just was righteously like, I only want to work with people who are in it for the right reasons. I had been burned so many times. Like I told you before, um, I started in Hollywood, you know, like the worst of the, like just treating, I mean, it was just horrible what I witnessed in this industry. And, um, not to say everyone's like that, but I witnessed some pretty, some pretty gnarly things. Now I've come to learn that's most industries, right? There's, there's the good and the bad. And 
and it, neither is good or bad. It's the intention behind it. Yep. Nothing is good or bad. It's the intention behind it. And that is sort of my biggest sort of mantra in life is what's the intention here. And of course we need to be abundant. Of course that makes, you know, I always say money solves your money problems, right? Like it's not going to solve everything, but it's really, really important. It's a pillar of happiness in most books. And, and so I think going into something with an intention to be of service, to help other people, even like Uber, for example, it's super controversial, but to me, the intention is to make someone's life easier. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the original intention. It works really well. And all of these different things, it was branded really well, all this stuff. So that's a company I'm not like cheering from the rooftops, but I'm like, that still had this intention of service, of helping, <laughs> of making life easier. And most of my clients are service-based, like I said, so healers and, and things like that. And it's really fun because they have these incredible gifts and have no idea how to get it out into the world. And that's sort of that sweet spot. That's where I come in. And if they knew, then I wouldn't have a job, right? So um, I get to teach them the tools. I get to um, show them what what is possible when you just tell your story. Um, so I think that what I mean by authenticity is what's your intention behind this and are you willing to come out from behind your brand? I think so many people hide behind their brands and the more you can step in front and what makes you unique is you, it's your why, it's your it's your purpose and whatever that is. Like I have this talk called marketing your Dharma and I talk about someone who I found in life with this great purpose and she spray tanned me. She's my spray tan lady for my wedding. Mm -hmm. And when I went in from the moment, from the first email I got from her, the confirmation email to the way I was treated when I walked in there, it was her space. It was so beautiful. It was her art. It was her purpose. And she made it so like, I know now why she had the Yelp reviews. She, had and the wait list that she had to get a spray tan. I'm like, this is a ridiculous (laughs) thing, right? But I get in there. So it's not to be righteous and say you have to be doing something of, you know, great purpose and service and all this stuff. And it was super expensive because she had custom made this formula. And so for me, authenticity is the intention. It's caring about your customer. And when you really, really care about your customer, it's a lot easier to keep a customer than get a new one. And I'm talking to a marketing specialist here. So, you know, it's cheaper to nurture your warm audience than go out and constantly finding cold leads all the time. So the way you earn that trust, the way you earn that loyalty is by authenticity, vulnerability, storytelling, sharing your why, providing good service. So that's what I'm looking for is like, do you provide something that is valuable to people. Are you a good person? And by that, I mean, are you wanting to do this for the right reasons? It's okay if you want to make money, but I think that there needs to be a greater intention behind it. So that's what I'm really looking for. And the secret sauce, which I didn't know when I started, authenticity wins. The people that are so dropped in to what their audience needs, to what their clients needs, to what their purpose is, willing to get in front of the camera, willing to share it, willing to tell their story. They're the most successful. It's crazy. And people will say, oh, I don't know how to differentiate myself from my competition. Honestly, I have no idea what my competition's looking because I don't ever pay attention. The authenticity is what makes you different. That is the, the superpower. You know what I mean? 
Obviously, no one is yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody, everybody thinks they're boring. I guess some people think they're not boring, but um, everybody kind of thinks they're boring, but everybody is one of a kind. So, um, that's the first part is recognizing your gifts and, and yeah. what you bring to it. And I mean, look at us, there's a million marketers out there, like so many marketing companies that you can choose from what people, you know, people come to me one, because I think my message resonates. I'm talking to somebody very specific yeah. and I'm so, you know, I used to be surprised when I should like would come on a console and see the person on the other end. And now I'm not because it's like, I'm talking to you. Of course you're yeah. here. Because that you're who I'm talking to. So I think getting really, really specific in who you're talking to, calling in that dream customer, that dream client, and then just holding space for that person to show up and make a purchase um, and then continue to make a purchase for you. You know, getting them in the door is the first thing and then nurturing them so they become a long-term customer is just so important. So I think, you know, you can put a great marketing strategy in front of somebody. Everybody, you know, everybody's talking about sales funnels, click funnels, and it works. It totally works. Webinar to sales page to sales call, like it's going to work. But if your intention, um, and like who you are as a person doesn't come through, like, you know, I'm, I say all the time, I'm saying the same thing Gary Vee's saying, I'm just not yelling at you. <laughs> and, and so, and some people want to be yelled at and I, and my, my coach yells at me, but my clients are like these gentle, you know, artistic magical beings and they're not going to relate to what Gary Vee's saying. We have the same strategy, but yeah. the only thing that separates that is, is me is, is what makes me unique. So my ability to connect, to earn trust, to see people, to communicate. And so step one is really, what are my gifts? And if you can't answer that question, it's not an ego thing. It's like a soul level. Like, what are you doing here? And what are your gifts? Marketing is not my dharma reminding people they can fly and helping people share their gifts with the world. That's my Dharma. So yep. it's just, you know, come my, what is marketing? So yep. yeah, having the bigger why and then, you know, different what's I think is, is important. Very nice. Yeah. I was talking to Susie Batiste actually. Do you know who she is? She invented, poopery. she invented poopery. Um, poopery is that like literal <laughs> spray that you spray in the toilet like before you poop and yeah. so it makes it not smell and her mission and her why is to transform shit and literally she created a product to do that and now she has these huge seminars for women it's called come alive like she's this major like business woman that's like transforming mm -hmm. the shit Right. And it's like, she has all of these, what she has this essential oil, like cleaning business to like clean away stuff. She has the poopery. That's like this billion dollar company, you know, and it's just, so all of these different what's, you know, but the why, um, that she can always come back to. It's so funny to me. Very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, what are the biggest mistakes you see people when I say people, let's focus on that new entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, maybe somebody who's still a solo entrepreneur, right? What's the biggest mistakes you see them making in marketing? It's a big group right there. Yes. Um, a couple mistakes. One, not nurturing the people on their plate. So I talked about this constantly yep. trying to grow, gain new followers, new leads, which is really expensive um, versus looking at the people in front of you and understanding how you can best serve them. So that's the first thing. Um, you know, if you have a hundred followers and nobody's buying, 
then a thousand followers isn't going to make a difference. So you got to talk to and serve those a hundred followers and make that sale first. So whether it's your email list, your following, your LinkedIn, whatever it is, serving the people in front of you is really, uh, I just see that mistake all the time. Like, how do I grow? How do I get new followers? I'm like, well, what are you doing with the people that are already listening to you? So that's huge. The other mistake is I see people investing so much. This kills me. This is the biggest form of resistance in disguise in their website and in their logo. Yeah, I'm like, when people guys, look at a logo and they they can't pay their bills, I like scream at them. You know, I'm like, it doesn't matter. You don't nobody even need a logo. Cares. Nobody cares. I didn't have a logo for three years. I still barely have a logo, and I think create a great product or service and focus on getting that in as many hands as you can and get feedback. You know, it's that shot across the bow, like make yep. your, you know, your current audience feel like they're a part of the creation process yep. and get their feedback, get their loyalty, put out a beta group, like invest your money in making your product or service better because marketing can't do that. Yep. Marketing can't make something bad good. Yeah. Marketing can just get it in front of your target audience, get it in front of more people. Marketing can drive traffic. Marketing can, you know, drive you to a beautiful landing page. But at the end of the day, if your product's shit, you know, you can have this beautiful funnel and this beautiful landing page. But once they get in and they make a purchase and they don't have a good experience, they're not going to come back. So it's really important, <laughs> I think, to focus on the beta testing on investing in the product, investing on the service, because if the product can sell itself, marketing becomes really easy. We can, you know, put up a quick splash page and, um, you know, you can actually, we always start with our clients on a crawl, walk, run strategy. So we never ask them to invest a lot in marketing up front. It's, we want to test, 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 not crazy. I think people who like AB test like to the moon, like that's just also a waste of money. So we could get into a whole conversation on that, but I just think in general, um, crawl, walk, run and start organic. Because organic success is the best thing for marketing. Because when you can have organic success in your community, in your circle, within your beta group, then marketing strategy is just going to escalate that and be just an amazing catalyst for what's already working. So if it's not working, don't invest in marketing. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> One thing that you guys do with your company I really like is I uh, noticed all the wait lists. Sign up for the wait list. Sign up for the wait list. Yes. Open, closed cart's a powerful thing. Yes. That is like urgency and scarcity, my friends. Oh, yeah. um, so if you FOMO. have it, <laughs> yeah, it is so real. I mean, it, it is. is so psychological when you see a post or an ad that says until Sunday or two spots left or whatever. And I like to help people authentically create urgency and scarcity. Yeah. So like finding ways to create a launch offer or um, stack an offer or like added bonuses for this week only something that's real, yeah. not just like two spots left all the time because people are going to realize they can't trust you and trust is really yeah. important. So, but creating urgency and scarcity. And so I have wait lists right now. So for marketing fundamentals, which is my course coming out and I saw you have an email marketing course or an email marketing 101. Um, I saw in your email. Yeah. And so I, this is like marketing 101 for me. It's going to be a six week course. I only want to take 20 people. Um, and I just want to take them through the basics of marketing from mindset to sales funnels so that you can understand when you have a budget, where to put it, how much you can do organically with no budget, um, and then where to start putting your money as you, as you grow. And, um, yeah, I have a 40 person wait list already without even having to market it. So it's, 
it's like, just get people excited for what's coming. You know, I know exactly what date I'm dropping it and the, you know, I can start taking pre-orders even. So I think waitlist, I think urgency, I think scarcity. If you don't have something coming out yet, just send them a ton of value. If you sign up for one of my waitlists right now and you're like king of this, cause I'm on your email list. I get value every single day from you and I haven't oh, even paid you. you to do anything. Your friendship and- is payment enough. <laughs> <laughs> but truly, I think like right now, if you sign up for one of those wait lists, you're going to get put into one of my sequences, which has tons of value. It's interviews, it's podcasts, it's homework, it's things you can do right now. And so if you're not ready to launch, getting somebody into your email with something super valuable so that you can, you know, earn that trust during the consideration process. Like right now I actually tell people they're in my funnel. I'm like, you're at the beginning stage of my funnel. So now you're going to get value from me. And when you see a webinar, you're going to know that I'm close to launch because I'm trying to like get people to understand and be aware when they're in a funnel, when something's coming. Because when I see somebody launch a webinar or do some funnel related thing, I'm like, Oh, this is fun. Something's coming. I want to see what they're doing. Yeah. Um, it doesn't deter me. So yeah, I think um, urgency and scarcity. And then the biggest mistake of all time is going from a cold ad straight to a sales page without any nurturing and any consideration. So marketing is awareness, consideration, purchase, and that consideration phase, depending on how expensive your offer is or your product, it could take a while. Right now, like I'm deciding between Peloton and Hydro. It's an expensive purchase. So I'm considering. Hydro is getting me on marketing. They know. I'm getting ads every day. I'm getting testimonials. They know that I am in that consideration phase and they have got me. And for that, I'm probably going to go Hydro just to give them the like, you got me. You know, a Peloton isn't serving the ads. They're not providing me value right now. And that's the most important thing. They're taking me straight from an ad to a, to a sale. So if you can get somebody in on an email, if you can get their email address, if you can get them on your uh, Instagram or following you or listening to your podcast, um, that consideration phase before, you know, they know who you are, but they haven't purchased. That's so important. That's when you are in the trust. That's when you convince them um, that you're the best person for the job. So yeah, never go straight from cold to sale. Yeah. We should equate that to like door to door sales. You know, there was a uh, lawn totally. care company that pulled up in front of my house earlier. And I was like, don't even think about it. Because when people come to our door, I say, hey, but before you say anything, I, I know you drove by that big no soliciting sign. Why are you here? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I want your stuff, I'll go buy it. But you showing up trying to sell me on my own front porch, it's not going to work. It's never going to yeah. work. It's yeah. irritating. It's invasive. Yeah. It's very invasive. I'm a nice guy until I'm not, you know? Yeah. It's like just it, so same thing you're saying. Um, the what my, I find that most people, when they want to help their marketing, the first reaction is to spend more money on traffic. Yeah. And it's like, okay, they, they go to your website. What happens next? Well, maybe they buy. Well, what if they don't? What happens? I don't know. They never thought about it. They've never thought about the customer journey. And it's like, if you can't tell me or tell a nine-year-old, that's the age of my daughter, yeah. how you would move from, I know you exist to I want to buy something from you, you've got a big problem. You have yeah. no idea what that journey looks like, or if somebody disappears here, you don't know where they're at. You got holes. You got holes in the bucket, my friend. That's foundation. Oh my god, oh. I totally agree. The customer journey is so important, and like the first thing I say when I come to someone's site, they're like, "Oh, I want more traffic." I'm like, "Well, what's your conversion rate right now?" 
And they're like, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. What is that? I'm like, okay. So if a hundred <laughs> people come to your website right now, how many people are buying? Because if I send 2000, like I need to know the, the conversion right there. And so I always say, when I come to a website, tell me what it is and tell me where you want me to go. Cause I come to a site. I'm like, I don't know where you want me to go. What do you yeah. want me to click? The on worst here? is when you're like, I don't even know what you do. I'm here and I have no idea where I'm at. I know. You've got what? I feel I my like quote, my Krista quote, I say when I get on calls as I get to their website and I go, I feel nothing. <laughs> because of you, I am now dead inside. Thank you. Yeah. Make me feel something. Make me understand. <laughs> Tell me where to go. Like, I don't care if it's like Susie Batiste is a perfect example. Her, she invented oh, toilet spray and you go to the website and I feel something and I want to buy and I want to learn more. And I think, you know, it's important important to know the customer journey and where you're taking them. And I think, yes. So when people say I want more traffic, I say, well, let's look at the page we're sending them to first because I cannot responsibly send people to this page. If I don't think it's going to convert, we're going to pay, we are going to pay to get somebody to this page and it's garbage. Yep. I just tell them don't spend any money at all. Save your money. Go buy a nicer lunch because your plan is just setting it on fire. It's terrible. It's terrible. So many people just want to set money on fire. And then that's why marketing gets a bad rep. So I think I'm grateful for conversations like this and that there's people like you in the world doing the work because I think we need to stick together. And And I also think that teaching, teaching education is so important and like people understanding the customer journey and we get to be in control of that. There's so going back to business and all this stuff that can happen in the world of entrepreneurship. There's so much we cannot control. But as a, you know, business owner, when somebody comes to your website, you can control their journey. What do they see first? What is the first button they click on? What is the emotion that is evoked? Are there faces in your header? Is this a lifestyle brand? What am I feeling? Where do you want me to go? And it, we're a scroll culture. So we're never going to look at the navigation. We're going to scroll. So like what's next, you know, what is the next most important thing? Is there an amazing specific thing that, that your dream client wants that you can get their email right away? You know, like if, you know, first call to action is make a purchase. If they're not going to do that, get their email and how to do that. And, and I just think, um, we get to control that. And that's so beautiful. We get to control the journey that our customer goes on. And in a world where we have so little control, um, you know, to focus on that page, to focus on where they're landing. That's why it's called a landing page. Mm-hmm. Um, a sales page is also called a landing page. It's where they're landing mm-hmm. and you have an opportunity to make a sale there. And, um, it's just sad to me when I see, you know, people spending all this money on traffic. I had a call with a, a potential client and he's like, I'm getting, you know, 12 to 18,000 hits a week. And I'm like, from where? Like, are they quality? Like, are they clicking? And he was like super proud of this number, but sales are like not, not happening. And so I think that's where marketing, we can, we can step in and, and help and, be of service in that way. It's like the, the guy or the gal with a huge email list. And you're like, what does that email list do for you? And they're like, nothing. Email's dead. Really? So sad. I saw a list one time. It was uh, 75,000 people and the open rates were like 2% a week. And I was like, something is horribly wrong here. Mm-hmm. How'd you build this list? Scraping. I mean, all the wrong stuff. And Quality uh, leads, man. Quality, yeah. quality leads are the way to go. And, um, 
if you have a 2% open rate, you got to look at what you're saying. Something's um, you gotta, wrong. Something's yeah. You got to look at the value you're providing that your, your audience is not engaged. Yep. And I think that, you know, sort of to my last point is engagement is more important than anything else. And you know, this in marketing, cause you can get in the back end and you can actually see an engagement audience. So I'll look at an account that has a million followers and I'll get in the back end of that account and the engagement audience, which means people who have actually actually liked, commented, shared, participated in the content in the last three months, sometimes it's like 20,000, <sighs> you know? And I'm like, oh my God, your engagement. Like, so I'm, I don't even care that you have a million followers because we can't reach any of them. They're not engaged. Yeah. So it's your engagement that's most important. It's not, if you have a hundred emails on your list and a 50% open rate, that's incredible. Oh yeah. So it's like, you know, it's the number is not important whether you have 200 followers or 2000 followers, it's how many are engaging, how many care about what you're saying. That's, that's what really matters. The so, power of the raving fan is amazing, isn't it? Best form of marketing. Just like 10 of them can change your whole life. So, Oh, for, for, I mean, it's changed mine truly <laughs> yeah. like 10 happy clients have given me my business. So, Oh yeah. I always tell people, especially starting out that referral and repeat business is that secret machine that you can't see that will literally change your business. So like in these recent weeks, sometimes when brand new, new business calls are down, the refeed and the repeat and referrals just keep stuff coming. And it's like, that's Hey, it. that's what happens when you actually have a relationship with your clients and you do what you say you're going to do. Funny. That's how why that I didn't need an expensive <laughs> website for so long yeah. because it was all referral. It's still yeah. based on referral, but I'm like, okay, come on, like get your shit together, Crystal, like get a nice website. <laughs> so I did on year three, my, th my three years of it being in business celebration was a $6,000 website. Before that, it was like, I put it up on Wix, you know, and yeah. now I like to use it as an example to show people like what's possible for a website. So I really put some effort into it, but it's still not how people find me. It's yeah. all through word of mouth. Word of yep. mouth is the best form of marketing. Word of mouth and, um, you know, having, you know, if one person is happy, if one focusing on that customer experience, they're going to tell more people about you and um, you're going to be top of mind because everyone needs marketing, especially, yep. you know, coming back to our business. So to stay top of mind and to, you know, do good work, because if, it's one thing to, you know, be someone that someone wants to get a beer with, but it's another thing to deliver really good results. And you want to be yeah. both of those people. You want to be, um, you know, you want to resonate with your clients, but you also want to deliver results to them. And whether it's marketing or whatever service you have, I think just, you know, delivering good results, um, the word will spread, then the product will sell itself. So it'd been perfect timing if I reached back here and pulled out a, a beer and took a swig right now. <laughs> Cheers. Don't think that I don't have a beer in, in the late morning or early afternoon sometimes. <laughs> it's a weird time. It is. I've even done no judgment. calls and still closed them. They're like, Hey, good idea. I'll be right back. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Authenticity. It works. Absolutely. Um, so what's next for you guys? What else are you looking? I know it's a weird question with this year because you know, even the plans I had for this year, it's like, okay, well, maybe it's different, but yeah. uh, what are you guys focused on for the rest of 2020? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, we are pivoting a little bit. So we were more agency style before and we've moved into more project-based launches. I really mm. love launches. I love it. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's so fun. We get in there for 90 days. Clients are happy because it, expectations are, um, 
you know, set, it's clear and it's clear what we're going to work on. It's clear what we can deliver. And it's like this 90 day sprint. I love 90 day sprints. So what is next for me is more of that, more launches, less long-term retainer. Um, just from a business standpoint, that's comfortable, but it's not as, um, scalable and it's not as fun. Um, yeah, I love being in it with the launches. I love, I love that piece. Um, so we're doing a lot of digital launches coming up. Um, we'll take like just a couple at a time and then I do a lot of coaching. I love coaching. So, um, I do just a lot of deep dives, uh, coaching packages, and I'm coming out with this marketing fundamentals course, which is the basics. And then after that, I'm going to do a zero to launch, um, where I take 10 people in six weeks from, um, you know, they'll launch something at the end of those six weeks and how easy you can, it is possible to do in six weeks and, and all of that. So I'm excited about focusing on some of our own stuff. Um, I say that now, and then, you know, we'll get a new launch in that excites me and my stuff goes on the back burner, Mm -hmm. but I think it's important to, you know, you see those wait lists on my site. I think it's important to, you know, I want to be able to provide service and value to everyone, no matter where you are at in business. So if you can't afford a big launch, um, strategy with us, you know, that's expensive to have a marketing agency launch something for you, then you can get other resources and other tools. And I really want to, you know, I'm saying it out loud so that it's like, I can be hold myself accountable here, um, to create those resources right now. I have a lot of free resources. I want to create some resources that are like less than $500 that can give you a lot of value and a lot of help, um, to get you to a place where then you can maybe afford to invest more because marketing is that it's investing in reaching the people you want to pay you. So you need to be able to, uh, you know, invest, um, to make money, especially in marketing. So to help get people to that place, uh, being ready to invest, that's sort of what I'm focused on now because our services really cater to people who, um, can afford us, um, can afford to invest. And I, I think, that organic, there's so much you can do, um, in that organic, no budget bootstrapping first year of business, um, to save money. And I want to help people there. So I got some courses coming out. I got a bunch of content. I have a podcast where we talk all about how businesses succeed and, and why and, uh, and fail. And, um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It's a weird time. We're pivoting, we're uh, going in and figuring out, figuring out what comes next, something creative, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And one of my favorite things to do pre-launch is to tease new ideas out there and see how people respond, get people mm-hmm. excited and ready to buy before anything exists. There's no better strategy. hundred percent. I do that great. all the time. And the the response is incredible, you yeah. know, because I've made so, so many service offerings and products. They're like, this would be great. And nobody cares. And it's like, why don't you care? It doesn't matter why they don't care. People will want to buy what they want, not what you think they need. Yeah. And it's a lesson that I have to, uh, you know, say to myself a lot, but, uh, man, it is a lot of fun doing the, the selling before you make anything. So, Oh yeah. I did that for my first course. I sold it before I even, I made it. And then I yep. made it as I went because yep. I could actually cater it to what people needed. So yep. It's fun to do it that way. And I don't think that's dishonest. I think it's even more authentic because it's like, I'm going to create this as I go and really cater to your needs. So, uh, yeah, marketing is beautiful. And I really enjoyed this because, um, it's just been sort of a bummer week for me just to be totally honest. It's been a hard week Um, for me too. 
Lots yeah, of and teeth and, kicking in. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, so this was, you know, sort of re re alivening this this awesome. excitement I do have for the business and the industry. Don't forget to do something you enjoy every day. So. I used to push myself to the point where I would start hallucinating from sleep deprivation and get sick early on. And I was like, God, I'm working so many hours. Why am I not having success? I was focused on logos and shiny stuff that didn't matter. So one thing that I've um, kind of uh, slipped into just to never get burned out is do something I enjoy every day. I like to golf. I live on a golf course, so I'll probably walk out back someday and go play a few holes. And I don't care if I play well or not, but just getting away from the environment in which I work unplugging from the devices, doing something to free my mind. It's powerful because I'll come back in and be an animal again. But if you do it daily, um, something you enjoy, even if it's 15 or 20 minutes, book, walking, working out, whatever, it's absolutely critical for your mental health. I think so. And, and I used to like pride myself in how stressed out or like busy I was or, <laughs> or like how little I was sleeping. And now hey, it's look, like, I'm balding now. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's like <laughs> now I go for electric bike rides every day at four o'clock and it's like, that's my thing, you know, is getting on that electric bike and, and that's where the best ideas come or like, you know, in the bath. And that's how I thought of the name yeah. of the company. And yeah you know, I was just killing myself trying to think of this company name three years ago. And I'm like, we got to just launch. This is crazy, but we don't have a name. And finally, you know, I was super, you know, relaxed. I was reading. Yeah. Um, and, and I was like, authentic audience, like that's it. You I know? woke up out of a dead sleep with intentionally inspirational. I was like, I don't know what it means, but it's going to be big. It's going to change. Yeah. Life. It's amazing. And so I had no idea what I was doing, you know? So. Well, I think that's it. You know, there's a bigger, your business has a bigger plan for you and your business has an energy and an intention and a, an agenda all of its own. And so the more you can tap in and listen to that, um, separating yourself from it, it's just like, what is the business asking of me today? And oftentimes I think it's asking for you to be more authentic and more real and more honest. And yeah, so it's fun. Awesome. If somebody watching or listening wants to learn more about you and your company and what you do, it's the best way they can get in touch with you. Yeah. So I'm actually taking a little hiatus from social media right now. Usually I'm pretty, um, uh, present, but, um, Krista Ritma on social media, but our website is authenticaudience.co.co and all my resources are there. You can listen to the podcast. You can get my freebies. I've got, um, email, like how to grow your email list. I've got, um, you know, marketing secrets. I have, I have a bunch of freebies on there right now because I'm beginning my funnel. Um, so if you sign up for my list on any of those, um, you'll just get, you know, a ton of value from me and you'll learn more about us and what we do. And then if you really want to work together, um, the first step is a deep dive and we just dive in to your, all things customer journey related, right? From your emails to your socials, to your website, to your, to your paid, if, if you have that. And yeah, it's really fun. I, I can look for it. And um, yeah, I just love people who are interested in learning more about marketing and an honest business. So awesome. Well, appreciate you coming on today. This was a lot yeah. of fun and I hope Thanks it was for, for you as me. well. Yeah, this was awesome. Thank you so much. No problem. All right. Thanks for joining us in another episode of the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. I'd also like to once again thank my guest, Krista Ritma of Authentic Audience for joining me. Love having these conversations with people like Krista, and it keeps me motivated and my audience motivated, and I love hearing my guests' insights on mindset marketing and what drives their success. 
Uh, please be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. You can do so by going to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 196. That format works for all of our episodes with guests. And those show notes will have uh, all the links and things that Krista spoke about. So that's all the time we have for today's episode. Thanks for hanging out with me as always. And uh, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, whether it's the audio version and or the video version on YouTube as well. Till next time, this is your host, Jason Wright, signing off with another episode of the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. See ya. Thank you.